Hi, everybody. You're listening to Smarter Business Finance, episode number six, financing your construction or contracting business. Are you a small business owner looking to take your skills to the next level? Interested in getting real information about financing business equipment and business loans without the worry of getting scammed? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Mishaloff. So welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, an area or an industry that we do quite a bit of work in, and that's helping uh, small contractors and construction companies, or I should say small to medium-sized contractors and construction companies get financing for their businesses. And particularly the last couple of years, that's been growing quite a bit. But one of the challenges many of our customers face, banks don't really like your business very much. And uh, there's, there's actually a, a pretty good reason for that. Now, if, if you're pretty big, uh, it's less of an issue. But because of the boom and bust nature of any type of construction business, you are, on, you are really at the bottom of the type of businesses a, a bank wants to lend to. Because right now, uh, your financial statements uh, probably look good. Uh, if you have financial statements or your bank statements probably look pretty good and probably have for the last couple of years. But when construction slows down, when home building slows down, when there's less tax money, so there's less work being done on the roads, it goes from everybody having more work than they know know what to do with to virtually everybody not having any work at all, right? And so that's a particular challenge uh, if you're trying to look for traditional financing for a lot of folks. And so we're, we're going to talk a little bit today about different ways and, and different challenges that a lot of the companies uh, we help face in trying to get, whether it's financing for equipment or working capital when you're growing, or in particular, one of the biggest challenges a lot of our customers face is you're always waiting. A lot of times you're waiting 30 or, or 60 days to get paid on the invoices that are out there. And we all know folks that owe you money are going to drag that payment out a lot of times as far as they possibly can, because that's an interest-free loan at your expense. And so we're going to talk a little bit about these challenges. Uh, the first first thing I want to talk about here, and because it's the, the area that, that we really deal in the most, is uh, financing equipment and financing equipment both for new businesses. Uh, and I should mention, if you were in the industry for years and years and years, but you've been working for someone else, and now it's time to get back into the industry, in the eyes of somebody financing you, you're still a new business. And then we're going to talk about the, the, the also financing equipment for an existing business. So I do want to mention that for startup businesses, Probably the easiest type of equipment to finance generally is construction and, and other heavy types of equipment. And, and we do 
quite a bit of financing, both both for existing businesses and startups. And uh, like we recently did uh, a crane. We, we, we financed a crane this week. Uh, a lot of skid steers, excavators, loaders, uh, dump trucks, and, and those sorts of things. It, uh, the reason why it's easier of all the different types of equipment, these things hold their value. And for that reason, if there is a legitimate reason to lend to you, even if you're a startup, generally, it's never easy for startups because a lot, a lot of folks start a business and aren't quite ready or aren't properly capitalized. And when I say properly capitalized, properly capitalized, what I mean is a lot of folks start a business without enough money set aside. So for instance, you go and you get, uh, you, you go buy a used dump truck or a used something or other and take on some work. And the first time the equipment breaks, you've got nothing in the bank and you don't have the money to repair it. And you're out of business and you default and then nobody's happy. And so for that reason, it is harder as a startup business, uh, but it's, it's certainly not impossible. Uh, typically, if you have, you know, typically you want at least a 650 credit score uh, if you're trying to get equipment financed as a startup. But, you know, sometimes down to 625, uh, if you've got some, some money in the bank, we do see approvals there. Or if you can come up with a serious down payment, um, you know, you could, you could go get a, a dump truck or an excavator. You got to have a 400 credit score. If you've got a, a 50% down payment, uh, unless there's something unbelievably bad that would make nobody on earth consider you for financing, you can typically get it approved. And the other thing that you can uh, see a lot of times is if you have like, there's a lot of folks that we run into that maybe were in the business before and may have uh, a few pieces of equipment that they own and they just need one more uh, and you can put that up as collateral, you know, then even if your credit's a little bit rough, if there's something of value that somebody can take, it makes it a lot easier uh, to get that transaction approved. I should mention that rates for financing equipment when you're brand new in business, they aren't great if you compare them to you know, bank financing or uh, what you'd get going to a car dealership. And, you know, we do say that a lot on the show, but, but there's a good reason for that. You, we, we say it all over the website too. And then we'll have somebody call us or, or whatever. And they're, they're starting a business and uh, it sounds like they're probably going to qualify. And we t tell them what the payment is and they say, well, that's ridiculous. I, I looked up what that is and I put it into an interest rate calculator and that's really high. And it's like, yeah, well, you, you know, that's what it costs. It, you know, someone, someone tells you you're going to start a business with $5,000 in the bank and get a $40,000 piece of equipment financed, even if you have good credit. No, rate's not going to be 5%. Uh, there's just no way around it. We, we end up taking back and repossessing too many pieces of equipment for a startup business to uh, get approved at what, you know, uh, the worst The worst is when somebody has a 700 or 750 credit score and is starting a business because you think you're entitled to 
Uh, you know, you're used to like going into a mortgage and the mortgage is going to be a 3.9% interest rate. And you go to get a car and you could get a 0% interest rate. And that just doesn't exist in the business financing world. Not, not for startups. Now, I, I should say, if you're buying a brand new piece of equipment, occasionally we've heard of even startups getting uh fairly decent rates directly from the dealer. Like if you go directly into John Deere and you use John Deere financing, uh, sometimes they have pretty cheap rates, but usually they don't let you do that. If you're a startup that, you know, if you're buying brand new equipment and you've got five years in business and you've got a 750 credit score, you know, in some cases they'll let you uh, because they're, you know, they don't care about the financing. They want you to buy the equipment. They they make money by selling you the equipment. They can either break even on the financing, or in some cases, even lose money on the financing, and that's totally cool with them. They want you to buy that fifty thousand dollar brand new skitter. And uh, if you think that's an option, you should go into the dealership and check that out before calling any private financing company. And whining to them because they want to make a profit because, you know, the truth is, eh, you know, we don't work for free. In fact, if you're in the construction industry, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because everybody's had or it comes in contact too many times with those customers who all they're looking for is the cheapest price. And they want to play three contractors off against each other until uh and get them all to lower their price because they're all afraid that they're going to lose the business until you finally get to the one that's willing to do it for almost free and i'll tell you something that's the last contractor right that's the last contractor you want working for you and finance is exactly the same if you go and you play uh try to play four different people off against each other just to get the cheapest price that you can save $7 a month off your payment, off your skid steer or your, your whatever. Um, you're going to get hosed because you'll find that folks like us um, will drop out pretty quickly. We're not going to play the, the cheapest price game. We're here to give you a good, uh, I, I should say not good, exemplary service and to, to make sure that that you know all your options and that you know that you're being dealt with honestly and you can make the the, the best decisions for your business. But we're not going to do 40 hours of work, or it's not 40 hours, but well, some of them are 40 hours, but usually it's a few hours of work when you t tally up the work on the typical deal. And we're not going to do a few hours of work to make almost zero profit, especially because of the number of deals that we work on that don't go through. And you'll always find some, well, you'll find two things in the business. You'll find somebody who's so desperate that he'll work on your deal for cheap. Now, the reason why he's so desperate is he probably either they're brand new. Uh, hell, I was that new guy once. I wasn't that desperate, but I was that new guy who any deal he could, he'd, he'd work on and, and let people beat him up because you just wanted the experience. But that's not necessarily the one you want to be working with, right? You want to be working with the one who's going to be able to steer you to the, the best possible solutions and someone who, who's got some experience, who's got some seasoning in the business. And 
probably isn't going to work with you for a cut rate price. And then you, the other thing you run into is you run into guys that'll tell you whatever price, because it doesn't matter what price they're, they tell you, they're planning to rip you off. And, you know, we've had a couple of shows on that, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I can't tell you the number of times I've got, had somebody talk to me and they have somebody send a competing quote and I look at the name and, and again, just like we don't do on the show, I don't badmouth my competitors to anybody. If you call me up and you say, I've got a quote from Dewey Cheatham and how equipment leasing company are they legit? Are they crooks? I'm not going to tell you that they're crooks because that's not my place. And there's, it's really hard to prove that somebody's a crook. I may point out things in your contract to look out for. More often, I'll just tell somebody, Google them. Look them up on Google. And a person will come back. I've had that happen a few times. A person comes back to me and says, oh, I looked those guys up. They have like 50 people complaining about them in the last three months. I don't know how anybody does business with them. And so that that's what you want to watch out for if you're just looking for the absolute lowest rate. I mean, get a couple of rates from a couple of different folks just to make sure one's not ridiculously higher than any other ones. But uh, if you do the who's the cheapest price game for too long, you're just going to be labeled as a bottom feeder and you're just you're not going to get the service you deserve. Now, when it comes to if you've been in business for a while and you want to finance some heavy equipment, that's usually not that hard. There's some things that can make it hard. I mean, if you've got miserable credit and you've got 10 collection agencies after you and you've missed most of your payments recently, uh, yeah, it could be a little tough. But, you know, generally, if someone's got reasonable credit and reasonable cash flow, the rates aren't even bad, especially especially for the larger deals. It's it's June right now, 2016, and we've probably done, I'd say, four cranes this year, three or four, I guess. And, you know, typically uh, on those, the, the least expensive one, I, I think, was 125000 But, you know, typically we're, we're looking anywhere from three to 700000 on those bigger pieces of equipment. And, you know, cranes last forever. And so even on, on some of the older uh, pieces uh, of equipment, uh, the, the, the rates aren't bad. They're not going to be as cheap, mind you. You know, I mentioned you know, going to Deer or going to you know, any manufacturer that, that has the dealership model. If you're buying brand new equipment, you'll probably want to look at dealer financing first because a lot of dealers particularly if your credit score exceeds 700 and you've got good financials. I mean, we can't compete with free. If you can get free, go get free. And it's funny, I'll get calls from people sometimes that ask if we have 0% financing. And uh, the answer is no, obviously. Now, uh, good credit, decent business, time in business, strong cash flow, buying hard equipment. Rates are going to be pretty good. And in fact, if you do it, sometimes we have folks that do it as what's called a lease, a true lease, meaning that, you know, let's say it's it's a five years and at the end you have to pay what the equipment's now worth. That's totally tax deductible. And if you sit down and you do the math with your accountant, 
Uh, and mind you, I'm not giving you tax advice. Always anything me or anyone else who's not an accountant says, check it over and run it over with your accountant. But a lot of times folks look at that. And in fact, because of the tax breaks generated by running that, uh, what's called the rent on that equipment as an operating expense, it makes the interest rates actually negative on an effective basis. And I don't want to get too deep into accounting speak because I'm almost going to put myself asleep by talking to it, uh, to, to you about that. But the, the, the truth is decent business, decent cash flow, decent credit, decent rates. Now we do do a lot of work with folks, uh, especially, you know, the last few years we've helped a lot of people that in a prior decade had awesome credit and then 2008 happened and then 2009 happened and people that were used to having exemplary credit were now looked at like they had run their business wrong and in you know in a lot of cases that simply wasn't the case is everyone got got uh, into a little bit of hot water i not shouldn't say everyone but a lot of construction companies really got pummeled right uh eight or nine years ago and so the last couple of years, we have ended up helping a lot of folks who either have prior bankruptcy or are just cleaning up. And, you know, now that business is picking up again, now have a strong business again, but still have some, you know, yuck on the credit report, you know, some old repos and collections and so forth. And uh, we can help those folks, too. We can help you, too, if you've got that. Now, you're not going to be as happy with us when we tell you what the payments are, but, you know, we do quite a, quite a bit where, you know, 500, you know, existing business doing, you know, let's say we, we did one recently is existing business doing, you know, $40,000 a month in revenues, but you know, 500 and something credit score. And it was an X, I think it was an X fair, you know, good stuff. You, you know, we, we can help. And especially here's the biggest thing that we see is folks who have been renting equipment. Uh, we see a lot of this, like say someone who's been renting a, a Bobcat skid steer and paying 3,600. And this is common. This is not me making up numbers. You know, you might, if you use it regularly and you're renting, you might be paying, like $900 a week. So $3,600 a month to be renting a used skid steer that you could, you know, you could go buy for 20,000 bucks. And so a lot of times we uh, folks will look at that and you get approved for uh, equipment leasing and the payment is now, you know, whatever, and I'm, I'm just going to make up a number, so don't call me out on this. But I've seen where it's like $800 a month for uh, two or three years. And then at the end, you own, you, own, you own a skid steer. And so no matter what, that's better than continuing to rent the equipment. And the other thing we see a lot in the construction industry is folks that either are having trouble with their credit or need money because they they always seem you know you always seem to be waiting on payments from people that owe you money particularly in the building industry and you know when we work with truckers 
uh, a lot of times it's a no-brainer. A trucker needs to go get what's called factoring. And factoring is when you sell your invoices. And we're going to have a good friend of mine on the show pretty soon who works with a truck factoring company. I don't I do not do factoring, but we refer uh, business uh, to a factoring company, particularly in trucking. In construction... A lot of times that is is what you need if you're you're always waiting uh you know sixty ninety days out for invoices to get paid and it's crippling your cash flow, but it's more challenging like like when you're talking about someone who's driving a truck across the country, you know they have pretty much the same invoices every week, and you kind of know exactly what the invoice is for but in in you know in the building industries, the invoice never ends up being really what the invoice is, right? And so most factoring companies, I should say most, but factoring companies are really leery of the construction industry. And there, there's some some guys that, that do specialize in it. Uh, we're not one of them. But a lot of times what you need for working capital in your industry is simply to be, be factoring some of your invoices. But that can be a challenge. And so I'm going to talk about, well, first of all, I want to talk about you know we do get a lot of requests from startup businesses that say well I need I need some money and most of the time like if you if you have if you need money to start a business and you've got a 500 credit score there's almost no way the only way that that can happen is if you've got either trucks or some sort of what we call yellow iron you know, your skidders, your excavators, your, you know, stuff that's really heavy that can be used as collateral. And a lot of times you can do a loan against it. But for folks that have a 700 or above credit score, uh, a lot of times when you need to start a business, we have someone we work with that can help you uh, get unsecured working capital, which is great. Now, that doesn't mean a 690 credit score. It means a 700 credit. You're starting a business, you better have a 700 credit score to be looked at for this program. But that can be a great lifesaver for a lot of people getting into the business. And actually, the rates are pretty good for that program when we can get... Now, we we can't always get people approved. Like, it's pretty hard, but... Um, when we do get someone approved, rates are, go from eight to twelve percent, which is pretty good. And it's typically a five to seven year loan. The only negative, there's a big origination fee, and it depends on the size. But people aren't usually happy about the origination fee. But the truth is, you start a business, you lucky you could get anything. So, um, really, really, actually, a pretty good program. The other programs we like to look at for the construction industry for existing businesses, there are some great programs. We we had a, a show, a couple of shows ago, we talked about garbage business loans. And as much as possible, we like to have you avoid those garbage business loans. If you want to go back and listen to that, that, that was, I think it was episode number two, where we talked about the daily payment loans and the 100% interest rate loans and all that other stuff. And sometimes that can be your only option, but we want you to put that, uh, anyone put that as the absolute last choice as one of those trash loans that's usually going to be the first choice that people are going to ram down your throat when you're on the internet or when someone sends you 
an advertisement about working capital. A lot of times those guys don't have you in mind. They have them in mind. They have their 15% commission and knowing that as soon as the loan's up, you're broke. And so you need another loan from them. So they're going to get the 15% commission a second time and a third time. And the only one who's not going to make out on that deal is you. And so whenever possible, we like to help our customers look at loans that are not these six and nine and 12 months deals, but, you know, two to five year deals and rates starting at six or 7%. Usually they're higher. Um, they're almost never actually six or 7%, but a lot of times they're 10, 11, 12. And compared to a hundred percent, that's like pretty good. You have to have decent credit. You have to show profitability on your tax returns, like at least a dollar in profit. And we know, you know, your accountant will tell you, make it look like you're losing money so you don't have to pay taxes. And, you know, truth is you, you got a choice. You can either pay taxes or pay interest. But generally, if you're willing to, to send over some financial statements and tax return, you shouldn't have to do a garbage loan. Even if you're in the construction industry, there's options. Now you got if your credit's below 600, you're, you can a lot of times get loans, but they're going to suck and they are going to be the garbage loans. And so we'll put a link in the show notes to the, the, the loans I just talked about, uh, particularly that, that startup. Uh, so if you're, if you're a startup and you are looking for, uh, you have above a 700 credit score, there are options for you, but we'll, we'll put links in the show notes to those. So we're going to wrap this up here. I, I've been babbling here in your ear for about 30 minutes. And that, that, that's probably just about enough. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions you've sent me. I've almost got like two more questions and we can do a whole show just answering questions. So I'm excited for that. If you've got uh, a question you'd like for me to answer on the show, uh, it's Rob at SmarterFinanceUSA.com. Again, Rob at SmarterFinanceUSA.com. Uh, another thing, I've started using a transcription service. And what that is, is it's a service that listens to everything I say, and they type it all out. And then I take it, I edit it a little bit, and I put my funny pictures on it. And so if, you, if you're just hearing me for the first time and you're not a regular visitor to the blog you may not know that I tend to put pretty funny pictures in the blog. So you might want to check it out. They may offend you, and, and so you may not want to check it out. But from here on out, maybe not right when the show is posted, because it, it takes me several hours to put in those pictures and make those pictures and, and do all the little edits. But if you go back to the blog in a few days, there will be everything I say. If you don't want to listen to me, you can actually just scan it and look at, look at the pictures. And so that'll be on, on every show. There'll be the show notes and uh, the graphics and so forth. So thanks again, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Micheloff. Online at SmarterFinanceUSA.com, Twitter at SmarterFinanceU, and on Facebook.com slash SmarterFinanceUSA. We'll catch you next time.